Indian Airlines announces the departure of their flight IC408 to Calcutta. Passengers are requested to proceed to the aircraft. For a musical journey to India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka and beyond, you don't need an airline ticket. Just proceed to your stereo and keep it at WCBN for sounds of the subcontinent every Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Indian Airlines and Captain Das Gupta, we welcome you on board our flight IC408. We are about to take off for Calcutta. Will you kindly fasten your seat belts, keep your seats upright and refrain from smoking while the no smoking sign is switched on. We hope you enjoy your flight. Thank you. On behalf of our rotating hosts, we welcome you to tune in for a tasty musical masala of traditional and modern sounds from South Asia every Sunday on Sounds of the Subcontinent, only on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Flight IC408. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today Stephanie Douglas joins me here in the studio. Stephanie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, lovely listeners. Stephanie, thanks for being here. This is Fundraiser Day. Um, yeah. I should also say we've got joined joining us today also behind the glass is Greg in the engineering chair and Tex um, with us as, as our, our sort of like our, our North Star. Right. Right? The guys uh, that play the tunes and get us excited. And help us sound good. And aren't you, I mean, aren't you pumped up after hearing a little the strains of Eye of the Tiger? I am. My heart's beating really fast and that's not because I'm on the radio. The music. <laughs> Music. Right. I'm pumped. There's the magic of radio, and then uh, there's the magic of fundraiser yes. week here at WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, very important week. Stephanie and I, and Greg and Tex, we're here today um, representing living writers um, to ask you to call in and show your love for this radio station, this amazing this amazing college radio station and community here right within the heart of Ann Arbor right. um, and in your hearts. Um, and I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that Valentine's Day falls during fundraising week. It's no coincidence. Could it be more perfect? It's And that's why today we're going to celebrate love, poems, yes. and the anti-love poem. And music. So poems, music, mm-hmm. love and anti-love poems, um, because we know that it's almost Valentine's Day. So maybe this will give some of you good ideas <laughs> for your last ditch romantic maneuvers or, or um, overtures. Right. Or maybe you just want a rant a little bit uh, against sort of uh, the corporatization of love as prepackaged Hallmark might Right. And but, you don't need a Valentine for Valentine's Day. And you don't. You don't. And also, you also need your free form radio, maybe, for Valentine's Day. So stay with us all day tomorrow, too, on Valentine's Day to celebrate. We are definitely non-corporate. Um, and we are free form. And please show your support and your love by calling us. Um, 734-763-3500. That's 734 763 3,500. We have some lovely, lovely gentlemen um, in in the phone chamber (laughs) awaiting your calls. So please, let's get those phones ringing. It's actually a heart-shaped chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as it should be, because we're all about the love and the anti-love. We're Mm -hmm. all about both sides. (laughs) Okay, so... You know that Avett Brothers song, The Ballad of Love and Hate? It was actually written about the WCBN fundraiser. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. 
<laughs> so call us. Give us your the poems. If you want to hear a poem, um, if you'd like to read a poem on air, um, give us a call. Um, to start us off, um, poet Lizzie Hutton is, has actually suggested uh, a poem by Louise Bogan, um, Juan Song. Uh, Lizzie Hutton says... An amazing poem exposing the mindset of the unrepentant seducer and the hint of doubt about his own wise doubt, the question of love beneath his declarative certainty. Who is it then that love deceives? I'd rather be a fool who believes myself. Okay, and so now to read the full poem, um, Stephanie, here, here's this one chosen by poet Lizzie Hutton. Okay, Wan Song. When beauty breaks and falls asunder, I feel no grief for it, but wonder. When love, like a frail shell, lies broken, I keep no chip of it for token. I never had a man for friend who did not know that love must end. I never had a girl for lover who could discern when love was over. What the wise doubt the fool believes. Who is it then that love deceives? Thanks Louise Bogan there. Mm-hmm. Louise Bogan. And thank, yeah, thank you. Louise, if you're out there listening across <laughs> the waves, thank you for writing that poem. Beautiful. It is It is beautiful. And maybe to mention now, if you are listening, um, even sort of uh, if you're streaming WCBN right now, please also give us a call wherever you are in, in the world. And, and if you're listening later on a podcast, um, it's never too late um, to, no, to give us a ring. Take, yeah, <laughs> take your love in any form, delayed, later, whatever. Yes, and any amount we should say too. Okay. Um, no gift is too too large or too small. So um, so send it send it our way. Um, 734-763-3500. Um, okay, here's another poem. This is also um, a choice uh, sent sent in by poet Lizzie Hutton. Um, Lizzie writes to me: No second Troy is truly. Uh, um, is truly an anti-love poem. It's quite romantic, um, but actually intensely damning. A gorgeous piece of takedown disguised as praise. Uh, Stephanie, do you feel like reading this one? I'm going to try one too? to do okay. Yates here's, justice. But, here's, here's Yates. Okay, I think he's going to beat me up here. Okay, no second Troy. Why should I blame her that she filled my days with misery or that she would have late have taught to ignorant men most violent ways, or hurled the little streets upon the great. Had they but courage equal to desire? What could have made her peaceful with a mind that nobleness made simple as a fire, with beauty like a titan bow, a kind that is not natural in an age like this, being high and solitary and most stern? Why, what could she have done, being what she is? Was there another Troy for her to burn? Oh. Oh. Thank you for reading that one, yes. Stephanie. Yes, That's, And thank you, Lizzie, for those poem selections. Yes. I have the tiger, no second Troy. They're starting off high <laughs> intensity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I have the tiger. Um, maybe it's many of, I don't know about you guys, but often it's a, it's a theme song of mine. Um, <laughs> the Secret World of T. Hetzel, just what you <laughs> probably don't need to hear about today. But, you know, if I need to get, get ready for something, that's an, an old standby, mm-hmm. um, actually. Yeah, before the show, you were doing your fundraising stretches, doing the jumping jacks, <laughs> the getting ready. Yes, exactly. Don't don't even pretend you weren't also, Stephanie. I I was doing like the voice exercises. So, yeah. And that was not apparent in the studio that we have. Um, So let's get these phones ringing, guys. Think about the community here um, at WCBN FM. Um, Think about um, the love you have for us. Um, And and let's see. Let's let's read another poem here, because speaking of love, um, this is so we're going from an anti-love sort of poem um, to one. This one is suggested by um, Stephanie Elliott, and Stephanie is writing to us uh, from the wonderful Wesleyan uh, Press, the Wesleyan University Press. Um, and let's see, Stephanie suggests um, a poem called "Poem." 
by Afzal Ahmed Said, translated by Musharraf Ali Farouki, simply titled Poem. This is from Rococo and Other Worlds, a book published by Wesleyan in 2010. This is one of my favorite love poems. I send it to my boyfriend, Nestor, shortly after we started dating, after we had read some poems together. Um, and Stephanie writes, if you do read the poem, could you dedicate it to my sweetheart, Nestor Prieto? So yes, yes, we will. Stephanie, do you feel like reading this Yes, one? I do. And this is for Nestor Prieto from Stephanie Elliott. Okay. Poem. Every day I fall in love with you anew. The capital was in the grip of autumn, and in the frozen boulevard I was wandering, holding your hand, kissing you at every turn. And the hotel suite, under the apple green blanket, you were together with me. It was altogether you to whom I was reading the poems of my favorite poet when the shades of night were falling. That was beautiful. That is lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Stephanie. And that was from Stephanie Elliott sending in um, and from the Wesleyan University Press. Um, so thanks for supporting. It's, it takes all, all sorts of support here for living writers. Um, I put a call out and um, so many writers and people who love writing responded with their... From all over, right? Yes, from all over. Um, some people responding to say that um, they have the flu, so they're really not feeling up to it. Heather McHugh, I hope you're feeling better out there. Oh. Um, and then, yes, just so many um, lovely, lovely poems and thoughts about... Um, and hilarious also poems um, with this anti-love idea as, as well. Um, and speaking of that, let's, let's kind of keep the balance going here with this. Um, uh, my colleague Tim Hedges actually sent in a poem by one of his, um, his old high school students. And he writes um, that he thinks he got about $50 when it was published. That's good for a poem. That is, <laughs> I know, this this high school student here, Brendan O'Brien. Brendan, you might not get 50 bucks a pop. Right. You're going to um, get a false idea about how much poetry pays you. <laughs> but it's not, it's what it does for it's your heart. Monetary. Right? Exactly. Right. Your heart and your mind, your soul, if you will. Um, but, I mean, today we're talking about soul and love, um, but we're also talking about fundraising. So mm -hmm. please do call, even during the break, seven three. Three four seven six three three five zero zero. You won't miss a word of what Stephanie's going to read next if you call during the break. But please call. Give us a ring. Um, maybe you know support your poets and writers and support this radio station mm -hmm. WCBN FM. Um, Stephanie, do you mind reading Brendan O'Brien's? Yes. Um, a student of Tim Hedges. Ode to a past comrade. If I were the Soviet Union. You would be my Joseph Stalin. You dictating little bitch. You controlled me with your scare tactics, purging all my comrades, drawing an iron curtain around my life. And I sat back and took all of your Bolshevik propaganda. You need less socialism and more social interaction. But you won't get it from me. For I'm going to take a page out of your book make you my Leon Trotsky and erase you from my history. Nice, Brendan O'Brien. Wonderful. And, and this was submitted by writer Tim Hedges. Um, and we also, we have another one from that Tim sent in um, from his former students. Um, Tim, Tim writes, I've always had pretty good luck asking high school students to write their own hate poems. <laughs> Who knew teenagers could be so full of wrath? Anyway, enjoy. Um, so here's one more before we go to break. Um, by Julie Sheehan. Hate poem. I hate you truly. <laughs> truly, I do. Everything about me hates everything about you. The flick of my wrist hates you. The way I hold my pencil hates you. The sound made by my tiniest bones where they trapped in the jaws of a moray eel hates you. Every corpuscle singing in its capillary hates you. Look out, for I hate you. The blue-green jewel of sock lint I'm digging from under my third toenail, left foot, hates you. <laughs> the history of this keychain hates you. 
My sigh in the background as you explain relational databases hates you. The goldfish of my genius hates you. My aorta hates you. Also, my ancestors. A closed window is both a closed window and an obvious symbol of how I hate you. My voice, curt as a hair shirt, hate. My hesitation when you invite me for a drive, hate. My pleasant good morning, hate. You know how when I'm sleepy, I nuzzle my head under your arm, hate. <laughs> the whites of my target eyes articulate hate. My wit practices it. My breasts relaxing in their holster from morning to night hate you. Layers of hate, a parfait. Hours after our last row, brandishing the sharp glee of hate, I dissect you cell by cell so that I might hate each one individually and at leisure. My lungs, duplicitous twins, expand with the utter validity of my hate, which can never have enough of you. Breathlessly, like two idealists in a broken submarine. Now that is a rant. Now that might be something that you might want to also listen to on Valentine's Day as well. Oh, you never know. It's a beautiful hate poem. That was duplicitous twins, the lungs, right? And a parfait. Oh, well done. And that was Julie Sheehan, um, a, a former student of, of Tim Hedges. Gosh, I hope both of those students keep writing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And don't get on Julie's bad side because she is <laughs> ready. And yeah. Um, uh, so let's take a short break, shall we? And we'll come back. Um, give us a call. Living Writers this week for WCBN is Fundraiser Week 734-763-3500. Let us hear from you. I'd like to thank Liz, who called in from the road at the Liz. 763-3500. She's getting a WCBN hoodie. Our heart-shaped uh, phone answerers are ready to answer your calls and tell you about the wonderful premiums you can have for calling. The Liz! <laughs> and now for our musical interlude. To Living Writers today on the program. It's fundraiser week, and Stephanie Douglas is here with me in the studio. Hi, we've team. got hey, and we've got Tex and Greg behind the glass, and poet Katie Hartsock 
on the line from Hello. Chicago. Katie. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm I'm not sure if you were able just to hear, but we were just playing the song you suggested. Um yes, Amy Le- Amy Levere. Yeah, can you tell us why? Like you know, cuz yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I love that repeated line killing him didn't make the love go away. Because, um, it just seems like such a great distillation of you know, regret and tenderness in a murder song. <laughs> it's it's true. Really it, good, really good for Valentine's Day fundraising. I thought it, it's so. absolutely perfect. You are brilliant, <laughs> um, and and I thought it was interesting because you also had said that it's sort of um, in that same tradition of like Johnny Cash's Delia or Lead Belly's um, Thirty Two Twenty <laughs> or Hendrix, or, or Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe, yeah. <laughs> Except she even takes it a little bit further. Right. <laughs> well, Katie, thanks so much for calling in. And so you're you're talking with us from Chicago. I am. Yes, it's a beautiful day in Chicago. And that means it's a beautiful day to uh, donate to <laughs> it does. Living Writers. Yes. And, and to WCBN, right? It's yes. uh, So calling 734-763-3500 would be a great, great thing to do right now. It would be, yes. Yes, show your support. And thank you, Katie Hertzog, for showing your support by calling today. Um, Do you have a poem up your sleeve? Yeah, I have a couple, if you'd like. (laughs) Let's hear them. (laughs) Um, Well, I I thought we would go back into the annals of time and uh, to a third century BCE poet, Theocritus, um, who writes a poem describing a monster in love. And uh, this is the Cyclops, who I think most of us know from Homer, when Odysseus blinds his his only one eye. Um, But Theocritus goes back before that more famous scene, and he um, has set the Cyclops in love with a sea nymph who shuns him because he only has one eye. Um, (laughs) And he's not a very handsome fellow, and he's very (laughs) rugged and rough, and he mooks all day and, and she doesn't really like him so she shuns his advances and um, Theocritus is writing about the Cyclops because he says the only cure for love is if you can't you know have the object of your desire then you should write about it or sing about it and that's the only way to alleviate your suffering so so the Cyclops is singing uh, he's like kind of alone on the beach and he's singing on his lyre to Galatea who, who won't love him oh. um, and so uh, so he's sitting on the crest of a tall rock and gazing towards the sea, and he's singing, Oh, white Galatea, wherefore thus cast off the man who loves you, whiter to look upon than curds, more delicate than a lamb, than a young calf more skittish, plumper than ripening grape. Why do you keep coming thus whenever sweet slumber takes me, only to vanish straight whenever sweet slumber lets me go? Fleeing me swifter than a ewe when the gray wolf she spies. I know, beautiful maiden, why it is you shun me thus. It is because, from one ear to the other, right across the whole width of my forehead, one long shaggy eyebrow runs, with but one eye beneath, and broad is the nose above my lip. Nevertheless, though I be such, a thousand sheep I feed, and from these do I draw and drink milk of the very best. And cheese, neither in summer nor in autumn do I lack, nor in winter's depths, but always overladen are my crates. Then, too, am I skilled in piping, as no other cyclops here. And of thee, my dear sweet apple, and of myself I sing many a time at the dead of night. Moreover, I am rearing for you, with all brows crescent marked, uh, eleven deer and four bear cubs. So... That's a little bit of the Cyclops' song, Galatea. And that is beautiful. And thank you for um, sort of, I mean, living writers, we don't often go far that far back in, in time. Right. So this was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did we get the, yeah, the stretch of time. Wait, Stephanie, did you, that was so compelling. It was wonderful. I, I, I can only say that he sounds like a fetching Cyclops. I, and, and He has yeah. all the milk and the sheep, too. Uh, lots of provisions. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how he tries to entice her by saying, like, well, I may not be good looking, but I have a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and that, if you can share that cheese, 
with me. Oh, that's a way to my heart is lots of dairy products. Yeah. And, and so and so and the way to our hearts here at WCBN right now will be showing your support and, and love for WCBN by by joining in, joining the community, uh, raising raising funds, calling 734 763 3500. Um Call in, folks. Call in and and tell us that. Um, tell us if we can thank you on the air. Um, and and Katie, thank you so much for calling in oh, you're from welcome. Chicago. Thanks for having me. You, you made our day. Oh, and good luck with the fundraising. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, call in, Katie. people. <laughs> Olive, Katie. Olive, Olive, bye. Bye. And that was poet Katie Hartsock calling in um, from Chicago. Um, with I mean that. A monster love poem. What could be better? That's it's hard to match. And think of it; these are the kind of things that you hear on Only WCBN. On WCBN, I, I'm hard pressed to to think of other places where you might hear a love uh, a monster love poem. Mm-mm. Right. So this mm-hmm. nowhere. So keep, keep <laughs> if you liked that. There's more where that came from. And keep us going and show us, please. Um, it's the time to reach out. Um, so if you're you're listening right now or streaming, give us a call, 734-763-3500. Um, if you're listening on a podcast, please um, send us an email or give us a call. We'll be here. It's fundraiser all week here at WCBN-FM. Um, our next poem comes from poet Laura Weatherington, um, and L- Laura's got a, a poem, half poem, um, by Aftab Iqbal Shamim, translated from Urdu by Wakas Kawaha. And I apologize if I'm not getting the pronunciation quite quite right here, but um, but this is half poem. And and Stephanie, would you mind doing this? Laura Weatherington sent this in. Yes. Um, as, as something for us to think about. And hello to Laura out there and, um, and text sound too. Check them out online, the online journal text sound. Half poem. I keep practicing my obsession. Who knows when that manly moment may arrive that will tear open the shirt front of this ordinary civilized poem and disclose words of naked eyed truth. Tears, breaking on the shore of vacant eyes, water the soil of darkness. Any remedy? The race of mediocrities. Sever me from the legacy of its ages. The heart says, come, on the highest peak of danger, let's dance that life-disrobing dance, the sight of which drives the whole world mad stirs up eyes that have slept for centuries within the blood and in the interval of a spark this half poem completes itself beautiful yes thank you laura yes thank you laura weatherington um and check out text sound um online um for some some innovative and um and 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 more enriching and lovely wonderful poems um yeah and awake like this slept through what was that line stephanie with the slept through like awake and call us (laughs) and show your support Mm -hmm. seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred and and please call my mom has called sally hetzel in florida thank you so much for calling wcbn and pledging your support for living writers thank you sally and um and so please call everyone so let me just say i'm so happy that mom called but please so that it's not just mom that calls in for living writers Please dig deep now and call in and show your support. <laughs> and you can ask your mom to call us. So you can call us. <laughs> call now. And have your mom call us too. If I, you're a mom, if you have a mom, <laughs> please call now. I'd also like to say that Sally Hetzel, uh, for her premium, she chose a T-shirt for tea. So <gasps> you can call in now and you can give T a t-shirt. 763-3500. Exactly. Give Stephanie a t-shirt. Or maybe Stephanie this time. I know. Or expand T's wardrobe exponentially. I know. There there have been some you bad fashion choices. If you give T a t-shirt, it will double her wardrobe. It will. It 
Well, and maybe some corduroys, but that's another story, isn't it, folks? Um, before we go to break, um, we've got another minute or so. Um, writer Car- Carol Tell, um, and and who also teaches here at the University of Michigan, she actually ended up somewhat um, somewhat by chance making an anti-love poetry packet for her students. Um, and so <laughs> they're love poems, and then she realized... Or are they anti-love poems all? Um, Which is kind of an interesting thing to think about uh, love. And this first one um, is by, you know, we couldn't really do this without having Shakespeare represented, I think. So Sonnet 138. Stephanie, do you feel like doing the honors? This is um, sent in by Carol Tell. Thank you, Carol. When my love swears that she is made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies that she might think me some untutored youth, unlearned in the world's false subtleties, thus vainly thinking that she thinks me young, although she knows my days are past the best. Simply, I credit her false speaking tongue. On both sides, thus is simple truth suppressed. But wherefore says she not she is unjust? And wherefore say not that I am old? Oh, love's best habit is in seeming trust, and age and love loves not to have years told. Therefore, I lie with her, and she with me, and in our faults by lies we flattered be. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it is sort of this wonderful experience to hear poems read aloud. Um, and so I was just thoroughly <laughs> lost in that moment. Because so often you're just reading poetry silently, and so you don't get to hear it kind of echo within your own head, unfortunately. And it's also meant to be. Mm-hmm. It to allowed. be savored kind of in the mouth, right? Yes, and shared mm-hmm. in community. Yes. And so think about your community. Like radio, to be shared. And what you love about community, give us a call for our fundraiser here at WCBN, 734-763-3500. You're listening to WCBN FM, Ann Arbor, Living Writers. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Living Writers. That's Heart Factory by Sleater Kinney. Dig me out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the epic album. Um, and that song was picked by Gina Brandolino. Um, thanks, Gina, for uh, uh, suggesting that, requesting that particular song um, here for Living Writers, the fundraiser edition. <laughs> <laughs> 2013. Um, so remember that song and remember the eye of the tiger. It'll get you through 
a lot. Um, Gina also writes, um, has a poem uh, by Margaret Atwood. And Gina Brandolino writes, I'd like to dedicate this poem to Ellen, who is the love of my life and has been my partner for almost 13 years now. We can't get married yet, not in Michigan, but when we can, I will surely be asking her. And here's a poem by Margaret Atwood, Habitation. Marriage is not a house or even a tent. It is before that and colder. The edge of the forest, the edge of the desert, the unpainted stairs. At the back where we squat, outside eating popcorn. Where painfully and with wonder at having survived even this far, we are learning to make fire. And that poem is dedicated um, to Ellen from Gina, a poem by Margaret Atwood. Atwood. And here, here's another poem. Um, Stephanie, do you mind doing the honors? Yes. Okay. So this next poem is by Edna St. Vincent Millay, and it is titled, Love is Not All. Love is not all. It is not meat, nor drink, nor slumber, nor a roof against the rain, nor yet a floating spar to men that sink and rise and sink and rise and sink again. Love cannot fill the thickened lung with breath, nor clean the blood, nor set the fractured bone. Yet many a man is making friends with death even as I speak, for lack of love alone. It well may be that in a difficult hour, pinned down by pain and moaning for release, or nagged by want past resolution's power, I might be driven to sell your love for peace, or trade the memory of this night for food. It well may be. I do not think I would. Thanks. Fantastic. Thank you, Thank you Gina. Yes, thanks to Gina for, for sending that one in. Call Call us. Um, support WCBN. 734-763-3500. And Stephanie, speaking of support, we've got really amazing food donors. We do. Different, different businesses and individuals stepping up. Um, yeah, we'd like to give a big thanks to uh, the people that have given us caffeine, uh, Elixir Vitae over uh, at 326 Maynard and their new location over our, uh, on East Liberty, uh, 117 East Liberty. Uh, also, Washtenaw Dairy over uh, on Ashley, 602 South Ashley. Thank you so much for donuts and in the summer, ice cream. <laughs> I can't wait to get some ice cream this summer. So thank you, Washtenaw Dairy. Uh, also, for lunch. Lunch, uh, Seva, Seva, uh, over uh, at 314 East Liberty, uh, Liberty. Uh, wonderful vegetarian food uh, to be had there. So thank you, Seva. And then uh, also uh, Eat Ann Arbor. Uh, thank you for catering uh, dinner for us. I like the directness of the title, too. Right. There's no confusion there. Yes. <laughs> Good to, we're going to be eating, so thank you so much. Uh, the address is 1906 Packard. Uh, and then one more, one more, Ruse Roast uh, over on 1155 Rosewood Street. Uh, they have been brewing and selling um, a special fundraiser blend mm. titled the Fundraiser Blend for WCBN. It's fundraising week here, so please give us a call. We would love to hear from you. 734 763 3,500. And yes, and Ruse Roast, John Ruse has been supporting, I think, like many, many fundraisers from the past, too. So this is no stranger. Oh, and ABC, um, Ann Arbor Brewing Company. Um, they Over brewed, on Washington. Yes, brewed a wonderful listenership, an mm-hmm. ale to celebrate WCBN. Um, so go quaff some some fine ale, request listenership when you go to ABC and right. um, tell them we said hi. Um, and thanks to everyone. Thanks to all our food donors. Because you guys really keep us going so that um, we can sort of uh, keep talking here and keep picking up the phone. Right. And so call us. Give, give our, our, our phone. I see, I see there's some people that could be just, they're waiting to talk with they you. They need some work. They need somebody to talk to. They, I want to see them running around the phone room. Yes. This would be frantically. <laughs> Seven six three three five zero zero. They can tell you about premiums too. Depending on the oh, beverage yes. you select, the WCBN beverage you select, you can get a pint glass 
Uh, you can get a shot glass. You may have to distill that one yourself. Uh, <laughs> or you can get a WCBN coffee mug for your ruse roast or elixir vitae brew. So call now, 734-763-3500, wcbn.org, and then click on Donate. Call now. Fundraiser 2013. We're in the house. Um, okay, Michael Dickman, poet Michael Dickman, um, sends in his new favorite love poem. Um, and he says, perhaps because of a life in Catholic school, um, Magdalene poem, love enters the body, enters almost, almost completely breaks and enters into the body, already beaten and broken, peaceful if breaking, if breaking and entering the already broken is peaceful untouchable, fortunately, untouchable. And this is by John Taggart. Um, poet John Taggart, his poem, Magdalene Poem. And this one was picked by Michael Dickman, friend of the show. Um, Michael also has, um, I, I, I asked him about this one because I know that he and, um, and Phoebe, uh, also a writer, Phoebe Nobles, uh, a Dean Young poem. Uh, so this one, is something that they read at their wedding. Do you mind doing the honors on this one, Stephanie? Yes. So also sent in by Michael Dickman, a Dean Young poem, who's also a friend of the show. Okay. Delphiniums in a window box. Every sunrise, even strangers' eyes. Not necessarily swans, even crows, even the evening fusillade of bats. That place where the creek goes underground. How many weeks before I see you again? Stacks of books, every page, characters, rages, and poets' strange contraptions of syntax and song. Every song, even when there isn't one. Every thistle, splinter, butterfly over the drainage ditches. Every stray. Did you see the meteor shower? Did it feel like something swallowed? Every question, conversation, even with almost nothing. Cricket, cloud. Because of you, I'm talking to crickets, clouds, confiding in a cat. Everyone says, come to your senses, and I do, of you. Every touch electric, every taste you. Every smell, even burning sugar. Every cry and laugh. Toothpicked samples at the farmer's market. Every melon, plum, I come undone. Undone. Whoa. <laughs> it left me a little breathless. Swept <laughs> off your feet. Thanks to Dean Young for writing that one. Yes. And for Michael Dickman and Phoebe Nobles for uh, request, suggesting it for today. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to everybody that's called in so far yes. and has pledged dollars to us and everybody that's thinking about it. Please do it. Yes. Call now. Call now. Because we'd also love to thank you on air. Um, yes. That would be that would be brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, and also a quick shout out to baby Augie. Um, all right. So um, the, our next poems. Uh, come from Joseph Benarek from Copper Canyon Press. Joseph was here earlier, um, well, actually, I guess now last year in 2012, with Dan Gerber, with poet Dan Gerber. Um, and uh, Joseph works at Copper Canyon Press, one of the um, also independent uh, uh, like bastions of poetry out there, um, fighting the good fight um, to keep poems um, in print and alive. Um, Joseph writes... Uh, on Tuesday, I gave a Valentine's Day poetry reading at a local Rotary Club and started the reading with my favorite love poem, the opening from Gregory Orr's gorgeous book, How Beautiful the Beloved. If to say it once, and once only, then still to say yes, and say it complete, say it as if the word filled the whole moment with its absolute saying. Later for but, later for if. Now, only the single syllable that is the beloved, that is the world. 
And that was by Gregory Orr. Thank you. Thanks, Stephanie, for reading that. And thanks to Joseph and everyone else um, out at Copper Canyon Press in Port Townsend, Washington. You're listening to Living Writers. Today is fundraiser week. Call us, 734-763-3500. We'll be right back. So I think we're going to go get a glass of water. Yeah. just joining us. I'm glad you did. Welcome back. You've got Living Writers on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, Stephanie Douglas joins me. Poet Stephanie Douglas joins me today in the studio. Um, Greg is at the at the engineering seat and Tex is there um, making sure that we're um, we're, we're, we're everything's going smoothly. That's right. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> goodness. So call 734-763-3500. It's been a little quiet this Wednesday afternoon. So we need you to call. Um, and if you're listening, um, streaming WCBN.org, um, get, just call us, email us, um, get, show us the support. This is fundraiser week and, mm-hmm. and we need you. Um, yeah, we do. And right. and when when are you going to hear these love poems and anti-love poems? And and a quick word, uh, Zilka Joseph, uh, that was dedicated. Uh, chose that song, Bob Marley's um, "No Woman, No Cry." Um, this is a song for her husband John. Um, and so, and Zilka also wanted to say, uh, you know, she also is partial to Bob Dylan's "Forever Young." So something to keep in mind. Some <laughs> some more good good love songs. Um, so that's that's to Zilka Joseph's husband, John. Um, I just want to say, if you want to call in and read a love poem on the air, we can make that happen, too. Uh, if you want to read a love poem on the air, call 647-4122. Uh, if you want to make a pledge, call 763-3500. Lewis in Ann Arbor called in a pledge today. Uh, he supports living writers on WCBN because he likes to hear really sometimes extremely famous writers. You know, we had, uh, what, David Mitchell, the Cloud Atlas mm-hmm. author down here in this studio. You know, the even public radio doesn't get that, but T does the legwork. Why? Because she wants you to hear these writers in person, live and in person, talking about their innermost thoughts in interviews with T. If that's important to you, you better call 734 763 <laughs> 
Thank you, Tex. See, Tex, he, you, those velvet tones, Tex. Um, okay. And I wanted to also say that Clayton Eshelman may be calling in or he may be calling tomorrow. So I hope if, if Clayton Eshelman gives us a ring tomorrow, um, someone will put him on the air reading his, his love poem on Valentine's Day, even if it's not during Living Writers. Right. Um, in the meantime, um, Ann Carson uh, has sent in, uh, sent in a suggestion. Um, uh, Amoretti 78 by Edmund Spencer. Um, and Anne says, I love poems involving fawns, especially if spelled fawns. And that's F-A-W-N-E-S. Um, Stephanie, would you mind doing yes. the honors uh, with an Edmund Spencer poem selected by Anne Carson? Okay. Lacking my love, I go from place to place. Like a young fawn that late hath lost the hind. And seek each where I last I saw her face, Whose image yet I carry fresh in mind. I seek the fields with her late footing signed. I seek her bower with her late presence decked. Yet nor in field nor bower I can her find. Yet field and bower are full of her aspect. But when mine eyes I thereunto direct, They idly back return to me again. And when I hope to see their true object, I find myself but fed with fancies vain. Cease then, mine eyes, to seek herself to see, And let my thoughts behold herself in me. Sometimes poems really they they say things that we just um, as as day to day beings have a hard time are capturing, mm-hmm. and so that's poems we need them in the world for for truth and beauty yeah. and for emotions that just maybe can't be captured otherwise. Yes, and and yeah. thanks to Edmund Spencer so long ago <laughs> for capturing the the. the the essence and and using fonts and thank you Ann Carson thank for you. suggesting that one um, as as well um, and uh, so our next poem is is by um, writer and um, and a professor here Eric Knuth um, the, the director of the New England Literature Program and Eric sent this one in and this this is a poem by Eric and it's dedicated um, for Jim it's the Star Wars love poem for Jim oh I'm excited to read this. You got it wrong. No one attacked the warrior princess. No one hit her in the head. Though there was the horrifying scene with her chained at the foot of the hut. Also, the wing of the chicken, I've looked it up, is considered white meat by experts. Having not enough myoglobin proteins in the muscle to redden the tissue. All those flightless birds so bland and mysterious, less delectable than the unlucky flyers. This is how we work, like a clock that tells the wrong time, again and again, relentlessly. Useful to someone, somewhere. Accurate on one continent or another. Always right, always right, always right the way love is supposed to be when it is real and chained to the bed of an alien king or chewing at the bones of animals to categorize the meat. And one more thought about stars. At the market, I saw her, Hilary Swank. You said, impossible, as if only the mundane can populate our lives together. I said she bought some oyster mushrooms. She was wearing a hat, her mouth as big as I always thought it would be to fit all those teeth, that slightly grotesque beauty. Everyone knows the hunter constellation with his shield and spear, his quaking muscular thighs, and the queen and the dippers, the one pouring into the other. And of course, the bright one, the single star, Sinosure. I could list them forever and never get to the chicken, visible only in the southern hemisphere, where we never go anyway. What does it matter? Yes, people like Hillary Swank would know. I'm sure she's been there. She's been everywhere, as famous people have, of course. 
I will ask her <clears throat> when I next see her at the market. She's filming a movie one town over. She's playing a watchmaker who always fails, who makes watches that, that tell time nobody pays attention to. Mysterious timepieces she can't stop building, which drive her mad. Thanks so Thank much. You, uh, that's from Oops. Eric Knuth, um, a poem for Jim. Star Wars love poem. Wonderful. Um, and Eric, uh, again, is not only uh, a writer, um, but his other hat is director of the New England Literature Program, um, which is an excellent resource as well, like the radio station, like WCBN. Right. Thank us. you all, our listeners. Thank you, supporters. Please call in if you haven't already. Uh, the phone number, 734-763-3500. Show us your love. And reading about love poems and anti-love poems, no love poems would be, I, I don't think we could have this hour without Pablo Neruda um, sort of oh. uh, throwing his uh, hat into the ring. Right. Uh, right, Stephanie? And this one is suggested by Jamie Jones. Um, and she says, a slightly sexy love poem by Neruda. Um, drunk as drunk, translated from the Spanish by Christopher Logue. Drunk is drunk on turpentine from your open kisses, your wet body wedged between my wet body and the strake of our boat that is made of flowers. Feasted, we guide it, our fingers like tallows adorned with yellow metal over the sky's hot rim, the day's last breath in our sails. Pinned by the sun between solstice and equinox, drowsy and tangled together, we drifted for months and woke, with a bitter taste of land on our lips. Eyelids all sticky, and we longed for lime, and the sound of a rope, lowering a bucket down its well. Then we came by night to the fortunate isles, and lay, like fish, under the net of our kisses. Pablo Neruda! And thank you, Jamie Jones, uh, for suggesting Drunk is Drunk. <laughs> Are you a, a Neruda lover? I am. Stephanie? I was just thinking about Ode to My Socks. <laughs> Do you know that and, one? Uh, it's a good one. In addition to cheese, which we mentioned earlier, <laughs> socks are also up there in terms of loves. So do we have WCB in socks? If not, we should. Oh, my goodness. For next year, maybe right, living writer yeah. socks. So we do have uh, a T-shirt if you call in and pledge uh, and other good things that you can get. So... You trust me, you want them. We have a mug, a WCBN mug. That's all I drink out of. It just makes my water taste so much better. My coffee just tastes that much more. Just, mm, so, so think of us because mm -hmm. we're thinking of you, and right. that's why we're here doing radio. We got some good swag <laughs> to go. 734 763 3500. Call, support. WCBN fundraiser week. Um, here we've got um, we've got a poem uh, from friend of the show Keith Taylor. Um, Keith writes, "The old one I keep coming back to is Auden's Lay Your Sleeping Head, My Love, Human on My Faithless Arm." And Keith says, "It was an early love poem for me. Perhaps I was 16 or 17 when I first read it, more than 40 years ago. Even then, I knew Auden was gay. So this beautiful little poem was part of the education of my provincial soul in the generous ways of love." I quote the opening stanzas to myself often, says Keith, and yes, often while I watch my beloved sleep beside me. Lay your sleeping head, my love human on my faithless arm time and fevers burn away individual beauty from thoughtful children and the grave proves the child ephemeral but in my arms till break of day let living creature lie mortal guilty but to me the entirely beautiful Soul and body have no bounds to lovers as they lie upon her tolerant, enchanted slope in their ordinary swoon. Grave the vision Venus sends of supernatural sympathy, universal love and hope, while an abstract insight wakes among the glaciers and the rocks the hermit's sensual ecstasy. Certainty, fidelity on the stroke of midnight pass like vibrations of a bell, and fashionable madmen raise their pedantic, boring cry. Every farthing of the cost, all the dreadful cards foretell, shall be paid, but not from this night, 
not a whisper, not a thought, not a kiss, nor look be lost. Beauty, midnight, vision dies. Let the winds of dawn that blow softly round your dreaming head, such a day of sweetness show I and knocking heart may bless. Find the mortal world enough. Noons of dryness see you fed by the involuntary powers. Nights of insult let you pass, watched by every human love. And here a poem um, that Megan Lavad sent in, Green Mountain Idyll by Hayden Carruth. We're going to read the first part of it, okay. and you'll have to find the poem uh, to get uh, to find the ending. Isn't how's that, Stephanie? Yes. Okay, honey, I'd split your kindling, clean and bright and fine, if you was mine, baby, baby. I'd t- I'd taken to you my silky hen. My blue tick bitch, my suey sow, my chipmunk, my finch bird, and my wood mouse, if you was living at my house. I'd mulch your strawberries and cultivate your potato patch all summer long. Thank you, Megan Lavotte, for sending you, this, this poem in by Hydeth Carruth. And here, um, thank you for listening to Living Writers. Thanks to Stephanie, Greg, and Tex uh, for being here. Thank you for calling in and pledging your support whenever you do it. Today, tomorrow, do it this week for Fundraiser Week. Um, we're going to go out on a song suggested by Molly Bancroft. Thank you, Molly, for suggesting this classic Loretta Lynn song, um, Before I'm Over you. Um, Thanks for listening to Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Until next time. I just can't get it through my head You love another now instead Can't make myself believe we're really through I'm walking up and down the hall Call back I'll lose my mind before I'm over you. This is Free Speech Radio News for Wednesday, February 13th, 2013. In Los Angeles, I'm Dorian Marina. Coming up, activists rally at the gates of the White House. They're pressuring President Obama to make good on his pledge to take action on climate change. Well, we hope to do what civil disobedience usually does, to signal that there's a morally urgent question at stake. Privacy advocates raise concerns after President Obama signs an executive order on cybersecurity. And we'll go to Indonesia, where a group of women are fighting discrimination against the transgender community and raising awareness about